1: Welcome, everybody, to a special edition throwback episode of First Class Fatherhood. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by, and today we are throwing it back all the way to episode 400 and my interview with Navy SEAL hero Jocko Willink. It was really a big deal for me to get Jocko on the podcast here. He was a, it was a special edition 400th episode of the podcast. It was my most downloaded episode of 2020, and it is one of my most downloaded episodes of all time. And I'm currently working to see if I can't get Jocko back on the podcast here to do a father-daughter interview. Uh, He's constantly posting videos on Instagram now with his daughter as they do uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu together. So I'd love to see if we can reconnect and make that happen you guys know just how much I love and honor the Navy SEAL community. I did the Navy SEAL swim across the Hudson River this past summer. And just this past weekend, I had the opportunity of having a great father-son experience with my middle son, Logan. Uh, we went up to Pennsylvania to learn Navy SEAL tactics from Navy SEALs, other combat veterans. We spent about five hours or so on the range learning how to shoot, move, communicate with one another. It was really, really a special day. And one of the Navy SEAL instructors that was there served with Jocko Willink. So we were talking about that. Uh, I mentioned that I had interviewed him on the podcast. I thought it'd be a great time to flip it back to that episode and take a listen as I continue to do my best to get other new guests to bring you guys on the podcast here. And I wanted to throw this out there for you dads that are out there that are listening, that are looking to get a little bit of one-on-one time and maybe hone your skills, your shooting skills. If you just bought a gun, if you have a gun, uh, I think right now it's a great time. We see crime is up all over the country here. Uh, It's time to arm yourself, be prepared, be ready to protect your family. It's one thing to express that Second Amendment right uh, and buy a gun. It's another thing completely Uh, learning how to use it and use it correctly. So if you're interested in it, one of the instructors there was former Army medic, Captain James Price. He's a guy that just recently rotated out of the military. He was injured in the Afghan withdrawal. Now he's bringing his talents to the public. So if you're in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area, uh, I'm going to give you his email. I would highly suggest uh, you get a chance. Reach out to him. He'll bring you up, he'll do some uh, uh, some one-on-one if you want to make it a family event, father-son, mother-daughter, whatever you want to do, all skill levels. This guy is the best, he's obviously, uh, he's an American hero, his name is Captain James Price. Hit him with an email, price at srgtactics.com, the name of his company is Sentinel Reliance Group. So hit them with an email, price at com. I'm going to put the link down there in the description of today's podcast episode. I think you guys uh, can really benefit from it. Again, if you're in the tri-state area, uh, you want to learn how best to defend your family. If you don't want to have to depend on 911 to show up at your house when there's an emergency, you want to take action. Uh, give him him an email shoot him an email and you guys can link up and he will give you the one-on-one training that you need or like i said you can make it a family event uh he's one of the best so captain james price price at srgtactics.com all right and be sure to follow me on instagram at alec underscore lace for all the upcoming guest announcements as i said i'm going to continue to work hard uh, to get as many guests as I can for you guys possible, see if we can't get a couple more in here before we close out the year, and I will definitely be coming in strong in 2024. And if you are interested in the Navy SEAL interviews, go through the archives here. You know I've had them all on here. Rob O'Neill, Marcus Luttrell, Sean Ryan, Mike Ritlin, Remy Adelake, Jason Redmond. I mean, the list. at least 70 Navy SEALs have been on the podcast here, so scroll through the archives and check them all out. All right, so let's do this. As always, please help me spread the word about today's podcast. Every father in your neighborhood, or your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Every day is Father's Day right here on the podcast. And here comes a rebroadcast of episode 400 with Navy SEAL Jocko Willink on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father Jocko Willink. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on, Alec.
1: All right, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they?
0: I've got four kids, 21, 19, 17, and 11.
1: Wow, very cool. Yeah, I got four kids myself, three boys and a girl. What's the uh, denomination for you over there?
0: I've got the opposite, three girls and one boy.
1: Wow, very cool. What kind of sports or activities are they all into?
0: You know, we live out here in California. They're um, They're into kind of a little bit of everything. Obviously, jujitsu, wrestling, surfing, um, gymnastics. My oldest daughter did ballet pretty heavily. So pretty much uh, those kind of of things.
1: Yeah, very cool. And if you could, Jocko, for the one or two people who don't know, if you could just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
0: Oh, I I was in the military for 20 years. And when I retired from the military, I started working with companies, teaching leadership, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. I have a, I have a podcast as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service, Jocko. This is a big honor for me here. So I just uh, you know, along this journey that you had about how old were you then Jocko, when you first became a father and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life.
0: You know, when I, you know, had my first kid, let's see, I guess I was 27 or so. And, you know, I was already in the SEAL teams. I'd been in the SEAL teams for a while. So for me, it was, you know, when you're in the SEAL teams, you've got a bunch of people that are more important than you, you know, your platoon mates, the guys in your platoon, they're more important than you are. And and so I was used to that feeling. And then when you have children, you know, you realize that now you've got some more people in your life that are more important than you are, and you got to put them first.
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I, you know, I really respect so much our military men and women because just as a, a father myself, I hate when I have to work an overtime shift and I miss out on some things with my kids, and it's like for such a small amount of time, but to be deployed, be overseas, and miss out on so much time, I can't even begin to imagine it. So, um, it, what what would you consider then, Jocko, to be the top values that you hope to instill in your kids as they grow up?
0: You know, really, the the values that I wrote about. You know, I've written a bunch of kids' books as well, and one of the Series of kids' books that I've written is called Way the Warrior Kid. And the values that I try to get into my kids are all in those books you know, being disciplined with the way that they live so that they're healthy and they're strong and they're smart, being a hard worker with a good, you know, a good solid work ethic, being a protector and a defender instead of being a bully, being respectful to other people, helping other people out, putting other people ahead of themselves, staying calm, not being super emotional, and, you know, being. Being a leader, and then on top of all those things, always staying humble.
1: Yeah, very well said, Jocko. And for, for my wife and I, uh, going from uh, two to three was the most challenging of the uh, of the change for us. Uh, so usually, when I have guys that have about the same kids as I do, what would you say was the most difficult uh, transition for you as far as number of kids?
0: You know, I was deployed a lot of the time, and so it was all on my wife, and she was just a uh, just a superhero back here. I wouldn't be able to tell you which one was the hardest. I know that the for me the biggest shock to the system was baby number one. After we had baby number two, whatever, seventeen months later and then baby number three, eighteen months after that, it was just mayhem for my wife and she handled it like a trooper.
1: Yeah, wow, incredible. And uh yeah, my wife is one that stayed home for the most part. She just went back to work last year, so she always stayed at home with the kids and it's it was one of those things where I got a real good taste of it when I was by myself with the, you know, the three, the four, and I, I got a really good uh a lot more respect once I had to go through that. Um, and obviously, big thing with you, Jocko, is discipline. It's something you preach about, something you talk about. Uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with?
0: You know, my parents, my parents both worked when I was growing up, so w- there was a lot of leeway with what I could get away with doing and the way that I behaved. You know, and and I didn't really abuse it. And I was, I was a rebellious kid, but I, I wasn't doing anything that was too crazy. Um, so I would say with my parents, they gave me a lot of leeway. I do the same thing with my kids. You know, uh, As my kids get a little bit older, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want as long as it is good for their long-term benefit. And if they're doing something that you know maybe is starting to get out of line, then you know I'll talk to them about it in the way, you know, if you were to ask me what kind of discipline I use with my kids. I would say my primary disciplinary tool with my kids is that I ask them questions. I'll sit down and ask them questions. I'll sit down and say, well, what, what do, why are you doing that? What are you expecting to happen? What are you looking for for an outcome there? How, how is this going to benefit you in the long run? So I think, you know, just for me, that's normally enough for my kids to realize that maybe they're not making a good decision and they'll straighten back out.
1: Yeah, good stuff. And you have it the reverse of me here. One of the biggest concerns I have, my daughter's my only girl. She's, you know, six years old now, so I got a long way to go, thank God, here. But uh, you've already been there with this. Uh, how did you kind of handle it when your kids became old enough to hit that dating scene?
0: Uh, I didn't really think too much about it. You know, I mean, they're human beings, and they're going to be, at some point, start to hang around with the members of the opposite sex. And, you know, I just kind of told them, you know, keep control of your emotions, I think I, I think I've told a couple of them, you know, that I don't even remember who I went out with in high school. So even though it seems like it's a big deal, it's not. Uh, you know, take your time, no big deal. I, I didn't I didn't really get too too hyped about it. And my kids have all had you know nice nice uh, relationships with with uh, you know members of the opposite sex.
1: And, and obviously now you've had a lot of success with the Echelon Front, with the books, with the podcast. You've been crushing it. Just about everything that you touch. What was the genesis of the Echelon Front? And uh, where do you plan on taking it in the future here?
0: Well, before I, before I retired from the Navy, I, I had a friend that was the CEO of a big company and he asked me to go and talk to his executive team about leadership. And so I went, you know, just did it as a friend, as a favor. And when I got done talking, he, he said, I want you to talk to every division I've got in my company. And I told him, Hey, I'm retiring. I'm not, I'm not doing this kind of stuff. And he told me he'd pay me. And so I started, I did, I did, uh, started talking to all of his divisions in his company. And at one of those divisional meetings, the CEO of the parent company that owned his company was there. And when I got done, he came up and said, Hey, I I want you to talk to all the CEOs that I have at all my companies. So He paid me as well. And and I went and did that. And from there, a bunch of those CEOs just came up and said, I want you to talk to my company. I want you to talk to my company. I want you to talk to my company. And then I had new business.
1: Yeah. And and you talk to all these guys that are, you know, big business heads and all that stuff. But can these principles of leadership that you preach, uh, can they be applied to fatherhood as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all those, the the four laws of combat, if you just take those as an example, you know, you got cover and move, which is working together as a team. That's what a husband and wife have to do to to survive and make things happen inside of a house. Got to keep things simple, right? We all know that. Prioritize and execute. Look, you got wrestling, you got dinner, you got jujitsu, you got to get the car fixed, you got homework, you multiply all those things times four different kids and you better learn how to prioritize and execute. And then, of course, last law of combat is decentralized command. And, that, and that's something you need to do with the troops that you lead, the employees that you have, and your kids as well. Because if you do everything for your kids, then they're not going to figure out how to do it for themselves. If you do everything for your employees or you do everything for your troops, they're not going to learn how to do it themselves. So you got to let your kids lead. Just like you let your employees lead, just like you let your troopers lead, you got to let your kids lead. Let them figure out what they're going to make for lunch or dinner. Let them do their own laundry. Let them make sure that their, their their homework is prepared for school. So that's decentralized command. And, yep, these things apply in the business world. They apply on the battlefield. They apply in life. And they certainly apply within the family as well.
1: Yeah, very well said, Jocko. Yeah, that's one thing I talk about, too. Like, we kind of simulate for our kids the things. Like, when I was a kid, we played a lot of street ball, but there was no refs, no coaches, no parents that were hovering around us telling us what to do. And, you know, we made all the teams up. We made the rules. We settled all the arguments. And I think our kids are kind of losing those problem-solving skills today because we get them all in organized sports at, like, the age of four uh, with everything today.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about
1: it. You, you know, I, I'm curious to get your opinion. I know the SEALs have really just blown up here in the last decade or so with all the attention in the books and the movies and the shows and stuff like that. Me, as a civilian, I, I think it's awesome because I, I love to learn from your mindset. I'm more, you know, attracted to that than I am so much the guts and the glory stuff of the war. I think the, the philosophy that you guys have is incredible. I think it's a benefit to our society that it's available to us. How do you kind of feel about the SEALs' exposure, the SEAL team shows, the movies and all that stuff?
0: Um, you know, the, there's, there's been a lot of great information that's come out about the, the heroic seals that have done incredible things out on the battlefield. I think it's important that those stories get out. You know, when, um, when I had a book coming out that I had written, one of the seal admirals that was, uh, talking to me and he, he read through the book and he really liked it. And, you know, he said, he said, you know, we are supposed to be quiet professionals, but that doesn't mean silent professionals. It mean, doesn't mean we never say anything. And the stories and the, the principles that I was putting out, he was he was happy to see him going out there. He was happy to see a, a representation of the SEAL teams in a positive light. There's, You know, you talk about how popular the SEALs are. Well, the SEALs get a lot of negative press as well. So... You know, it's one of those things where it's a tough balance and and the bottom line is, you know, we're supposed to be humble. And yet when you write a bunch of books about the SEAL teams, it's that are about yourself. It's it's hard to claim that you're being humble. So you try and do it in the best possible way to share stories of those that made the ultimate sacrifice and try and share principles that will help people. And that's what I've been trying to do from my perspective.
1: Yeah, well said. And, and something that just came up here recently, one of the things I talk about a lot on the show, Jocko, is that there's like an attack on the family life, an attack on fatherhood, and certainly an attack on masculinity that's going on. And we've just seen they put a thing out about the changing the seal ethos uh, from, uh, you know, making it gender neutral. Did you did you have any kind of opinion? Did you see that story or what kind of opinion you have on that?
0: Yeah, you know, I saw that they, they were doing something like that. I, I read through the the, uh, directive from the Admiral that he put out. I don't really understand what the point of that is. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's that, that whole thing, the, uh, the SEAL ethos that was written a while ago, trying to, trying to give SEALs a baseline of how to make their decisions. So I think that's uh, a positive thing to do is to, is to give SEALs some kind of an ethos where they can make decisions based on that ethos. Uh, the changes that they're making right now seems like they might be I'm not really quite sure why they're doing it. Um I, I'm I'm I I retired ten years ago. I'm not hundred percent sure why they're doing it. Uh there's there's not any female SEALs. Um I don't know if there ever will be, but yeah, I'm 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 not really sure what's going on with that.
1: Yeah, it kinda of seems like a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it kind of a little mind boggling to myself as well. So uh, well, listen, Jaco. Obviously, you've had so much success in everything you do. What kind of plans or goals do you have for yourself here for the future? Any more books coming on the way? What, what's coming up next for you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got a few more books. I've got a. I've got another way the Warrior Kid book coming out in December. Um, after that, I've got a novel coming out in probably September of 2021, and then another Leadership Cup book coming out after that. I'm going to keep making podcasts. You know, we've got a a company up in Maine where we're, we're making all American made clothing. Um, We've got a supplement line out. You know, I've got kids, you know, warrior kid milk. So I got protein shakes for, for kids because parents are feeding their kids, you know, drinks that are filled with the most horrible ingredients. So we make stuff that's actually good for kids and it actually tastes good as well. Make those things for adults too. So we're going to keep growing that and expanding that. We've got a, we've got a, um, an energy drink and I hate to call it that because the energy drinks when you look at what's in a normal energy drink They're they're not good for you and they really don't give you they give you some false energy We the, the drinks that I'm making are good for you. They've got real energy. They're not overloaded with caffeine There's no sugar. They taste great. So we'll continue to push forward that with that and then echelon front You know trying to become the premier leadership consultancy in the world
1: yeah awesome Jocko. and the last thing I'm gonna hit you with here. I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening?
0: I would say you know kids you got to remember that your kids are not going to be who you want them to be. they're gonna be who they are, and you do have some influence over that, but don't try and impose too much upon them, just like you wouldn't do with a with an employee or with one of your troops. Don't try and impose too much upon them or they're going to rebel against you and they're not going to see the way things that you see them. And, you know, let them occasionally brush up against the guardrails of failure. It's okay. You know, let them get dinged up a little bit. Look, you don't want to let them drive off the cliff, but it's okay to take some dings along the way. And there's, there's two things I've been talking about a lot when it comes to leadership lately. Two, I think the most underrated tools in in leadership and number one is ask questions and number two listen to what people have to say listen to your kids listen to what they're telling you don't you don't always have to be the one that's talking and last but not least of course and this is what you hear all the time uh enjoy it because it goes by quick
1: yeah very well said i love the message it's been a big honor for me i gotta say jocko willink you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood
0: yeah, man. Thanks for putting this word out there. Appreciate it. Good talking to you.
1: You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs twenty two six tells us, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless. And I'll catch you next time.